you're listening to Mysteries Beyond. What mysteries lie beyond the reach of our senses? And who are you in this vast multiverse? Hello, and welcome to Mysteries Beyond. I'm your host, Laura Lavender. With Good Friday coming up, I felt it appropriate that I should do an episode on stigmata. As many of you know, Good Friday is a Christian holiday that commemorates the crucifixion of Jesus Christ. Stigmata is the actual physical manifestation in people of the wounds of Jesus Christ at the time of crucifixion. And the word actually comes from the Greek, which means to mark or brand. There have been over 400 cases since the year 1224 of people who have actually reported experiencing the five holy wounds of Jesus Christ. They have claimed to have bled from their feet to the palm of their hands, the side wound from the ribcage, and some have even reported bleeding from their forehead, which is from the crown of thorns that they placed on Jesus to mock him. The first ever recorded experience happened to St. Francis of Assisi on September 24th, 1224. While making a retreat to the mountains of Laverna, an angel visited St. Francis during his prayer. He had been asking God how he can better please him. And as he opened his Bible randomly several times, it led him to the part of the Lord's crucifixion. And so he interpreted that as God telling him, this is the way, this is what you need to do to better please me. And just something I wanted to quickly point out is that St. Francis just practiced a form of divination called bibliomancy. Yeah. Okay, moving on. It is said that he then began to pray and ask for him to be able to experience in both his soul and body the pain that Jesus endured during the hour of his passion. And while he was praying, a seraphim, which are angels who are the closest to God, appeared to him descending from heaven. This angel had six fiery and shining wings, and between the seraph's wings appeared a figure of a man whose hands and feet were fastened to a cross. It is said that, upon seeing this, St. Francis was flooded with mixed emotions of both joy and sorrow. When the vision ended, St. Francis realized that he had received the stigmata. The nail wounds appeared on his hands and feet, along with the wound piercing on his side, which all were flowing with blood. Of course, this caused St. Francis constant pain, and the wounds lasted two years up until his death. 
after him, many other cases sprouted. And it is noted that up until the 20th century, stigmata cases only came from Europe and were only from Catholics. After that, it ended up spreading all over the world. And another interesting fact is that out of all those cases that have been reported, about 80% of them were women. Of course, with these reports come people who were pretty much faking their experience. And so the church developed a list of criteria that helps determine whether or not someone is truly experiencing stigmata. And so there are 12 signs and or symptoms that the person has to be experiencing in order for the church to determine that it is authentic. Okay, so one, the stigmata have to be located in the same places as the five wounds of Christ. Two, the stigmata have to all appear at the same time. Three, the stigmata appear spontaneously while the person prays in ecstasy. Four, they cannot be explained by natural causes. Five, they do not deteriorate into necrosis. Six, they do not give off a bad smell. On the contrary, they're actually reported to have a pleasant odor. Some even say it gives off a flowery smell. Seven, the wounds do not become infected. Eight, they bleed daily and profusely. Nine, they remain unchanged despite treatment and do not get better or worse. Ten, they cause a significant modification of the bodily tissues. Eleven, they don't fully heal, so they don't close perfectly and instantaneously. And lastly, 12. They are accompanied by intense physical and moral suffering, as from participating in the sufferings of Christ. And in fact, if, if a person is not experiencing pain, then that's a bad sign and a reason and cause for them to doubt. And the people who usually experience stigmata are those who are really involved with religion and those who are completely devout Catholics. And some of these people actually bleed from Thursday night through Friday afternoon, which is said to be the period that Christ experienced his own passion. And others bleed on specific feasts, such as Lent, Good Friday, and or other holy prayer days. And other phenomenon can be present with stigmata. So some people even experience visions, some people channel messages, and others even cry blood tears. And many stigmatists, which is a, a term for those who experience stigmata, actually want and pray for them to have this experience, this miracle because they believe that this way it will connect them more with Jesus and their suffering will actually benefit others. And so here is where many theories come into play. So 
One religious theory states that stigmatists suffer in union with Christ and they get to experience all of it for the salvation of sinners. That they can actually lead souls to God. So they partake in and live the passion of the Christ, body and soul, for the conversion of sinners. But then there's the contradictory theory that points out that Christ dying on the cross for our sins would be pointless if we have other people needing to endure the passion of the Christ all over again. Also, the fact that some stigmatists report the nail markings on their palms and others report them on their wrist. It's not consistent. And because of this, many believe it's actually the devil's doing that stigmata are deceptive wounds inflicted by Satan because Satan can actually perform demonic miracles in order to deceive. He is, after all, the father of lies and he does it to draw people away from God such as in the case of Annalise Michelle. Annalise Michelle was a young girl who experienced demonic possession and stigmata was present. Her story actually inspired that horror film, The Exorcism of Emily Rose. Annalise grew up a devout Catholic in Germany in the 1960s, and she actually attended Mass twice a week. When she was about 16 years old, she suddenly blacked out at school, then began to walk around dazed. Her friends and family said it was as if she was in a trance-like state. But Annalise had no recollection of that. A year later, she woke up in a trance and wet her bed. Her body also went through a series of convulsions, causing her body to shake uncontrollably. Annalise then visited a neurologist who diagnosed her with temporal lobe epilepsy, which is pretty much a disorder that causes seizures, loss of memory, and sometimes they experience visual and auditory hallucinations. But even after with medication, her condition began to deteriorate, and she began to believe that she was possessed by a demon. She began to see the face of the devil everywhere she went, and she heard demons whispering in her ears telling her she was damned and that she would rot in hell, all while she was praying. So she sought out priests to help her, but she was rejected and was told to seek medical help. At this point, Annalise's condition was so severe that she would rip the clothes off her body she would crawl under a table and bark like a dog for two days. In addition, she also ate spiders and coal, bit the head off a dead bird, and licked her own urine from the floor. Finally, her mother found a priest that believed in her case. They eventually got their request approved and were granted permission to perform an exorcism with the condition that it be carried out in total secret. Over the next six months, Father Alt and Renz conducted 67 exorcisms 
that lasted up to four hours. And in these sessions, Annalise revealed that she was possessed by six demons. Lucifer, Cain, Judas Iscariot, Adolf Hitler, Nero, and Fleischmann, who was a disgraced priest. During those ten months, she broke bones, ripped tendons in her knees, and slowly stopped eating. She eventually died of malnutrition and dehydration on July 1st, 1976, at the age of 23. Do you believe that a person could have so much faith that the divine would mark them? Let me know what you think. You can email me at lauralavender.mb at gmail.com and or friend me on Instagram at lauralavender.mb and you could reach me there too. Thank you guys so much for listening. And if you enjoyed the episode, please subscribe so that you may be notified of all other future episodes. And let me know what you guys thought of the episode. I sincerely would like to know your thoughts. Or even if you just want to comment on something, add to something, and give me feedback, I would really appreciate it. All right. Well, thanks again for listening to Mysteries Beyond. I'm your host, Laura Lavender. And I'll see you guys next episode.